Welcome to this edition of Community Matters Podcast, where we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. I'm Tony Campisi, Executive Director of Community Associations Institute's Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley Chapter. The spotted lanternfly is literally taking over. Hardly a day goes by when we don't hear about this invasive pest on the news or see them swarming around our own homes and workplaces. In today's episode of Community Matters, we're talking with Rick Close, Senior Consulting Arborist with the Davy Tree Expert Company, about this invasive pest, where it came from, and what you can do to help combat these insects. Davy was founded in 1880 and has been an employee-owned company since 1979. Rick, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. So we've heard a lot of news recently about spotted, uh, spotted lanternfly. Um, it's referred to as an invasive pest. So can you briefly tell us what this is all about? Yes, invasive pest means it's not a native pest. It's not a native insect to uh, North America. It came from China, uh, Vietnam, uh, Korea, that those uh, regions of Asia. So that it's considered invasive because it is invading an area where it has never existed before. Okay. Uh, you said it came from, from Asia. How did it get here? And, and can you tell us what it looks like? Um, does it look like other, co- other kinds of common flies that we live with, like house flies and horse flies? Well, it's interesting uh, in today's world of uh, international commerce, we're seeing more and more of these things where it appears that this spotted lanternfly was shipped to the United States to a stone dealer in Berks County, Pennsylvania, and the egg masses were on uh, some of the stone. Uh, the um, egg masses hatched and they turned into uh, spotted lanternfly uh, nymphs and were able to begin to uh, attack trees. Uh, they, the Spotted lanternfly goes through various life stages. The nymphs look like little bugs, like little crawling, um, almost like stink bugs. Okay. The adults are, are, are really a moth-looking creature. When they fly, they fly like a moth, kind of haphazardly. Uh, when they're folded up, they're, they're a good size uh, insect with their wings folded, and you don't see the bright red on the wings that uh, you would see when they fly. I've noticed them outside our own building here, and, and the first time I ever saw one fly, I noticed that bright red, I guess, in the, in the, in the back of, of the insect, which really kind of surprised me. I wasn't ready for that. Um, why, why is this particular insect such a problem for us, and why should we care about it? It's a problem because uh, in uh, the natural world, everything tends to uh, exist in a in a circle of life in that everybody can coexist there's there's predators there's prey and uh, when something new comes into the environment that nobody no no plants no other insects are aware of have ever been aware of then it becomes an issue because there's no the trees have no protection they have no natural uh, protection against this insect they have um, there's there's no definite predators for this insect, no known uh, in North America predators that would attack this, uh, other insects that might kill it. 
And for us, what we're finding is that it's it's a problem for us because it can kill trees. It can it can um, it it really likes grapevines, which are obviously for winemaking, right. uh, orchards. Uh, hardwood trees. Pennsylvania is the largest producer of hardwoods uh, in the in the United States, and probably most importantly for us as urban dwellers, suburban dwellers, HOA communities, is the nuisance factor that these insects create by their presence and their and their lifestyle. You said that it's it's capable of killing trees, uh, and you mentioned vines as well. What kind of trees uh, does, do these pests typically attack? And are there other kinds of plants other than the vines, or is it pretty limited to trees and vines? The uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture, the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture, and Penn State have all been working on this because they're all learning as time goes by. And it can attack up to 60, what they found, 65 species of trees and plants. Uh, they found it on uh, vegetable crops. Uh, they, they find it on grapevines, like I mentioned. And uh, the, the important thing is that it's, it's not necessarily killing the trees as much as maybe weakening, weakening the trees because it, they insert their mouth parts into the woody part of the trunk or branches and they literally suck the sap from the, from the branches and the trunk. The sap is, is the food of, of the tree. When, when you do that, you're creating a, um, a stressful situation for the plants. Right, so the tree then naturally dies on its own, even it, if it doesn't continue to be attacked. Uh, that that's true. It, it can be weakened enough to become susceptible to secondary uh, things, just like us humans. Right. You go in the hospital for surgery and you contract pneumonia because you're in a weakened state. Uh, these, what has been found so far is that they're not outright killing trees, uh, but they are they are uh, in high infestations. They're causing a lot of uh, stress on the on the plants. Geographic question, you mentioned that these insects first came into the U.S. via Berks County, so Pennsylvania's ground zero, uh, it sounds like. Where else have they spread? Well, at this point, uh, because they, they, can, they are able to fly, but they're, they're actually a plant hopper, they do better hopping, they're, they're, they're spreading slowly but steadily and incessantly to uh, the entire southeastern Pennsylvania region up towards uh, the Lehigh Valley. They're now in New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland. Uh, they've been discovered in, in uh, Virginia. So the, um, the spread is a continuous one and uh, much of it is, is brought on because these are not great flying insects, they, they make use of uh, other means such as laying their eggs on vehicles that travel from, uh, say, Pennsylvania into New Jersey or other places. And that's how this, uh, the pest is being spread more quickly than it normally would on its own. Sounds like they've created their own mass transit system. <laughs> yes, uh, they, they inadvertently uh, lay their eggs in the right spot right. And, um, and are able to move quickly. So why, and it, I think we probably all know the answer to this, but why should we be concerned? How, is, how does this directly affect us as humans 
uh, and and you know community associations, homeowner associations, etc. Yes, uh, it's it's important to understand there are economic issues for uh, maybe orchards and uh, wineries and hardwood producers, but for us, uh, it's it's more of a concern over these pests being a real nuisance when they are present. Uh, when the eggs hatch in the spring, the nymphs, which are the the little bugs that are formed uh, as, as the eggs hatch, they uh, climb into the trees and, and they begin sucking the sap. Uh, th what they do as part of their uh, processing of all this sugary sap is that they, they excrete whatever they don't use. And that goes out the back end and becomes uh, a, a dripping sugary substance that drips down below the tree on whatever surface is there. And that, that they call that honeydew. Honeydew is is a is a messy, sticky thing, and if you're standing under a tree, it drips on you. And this is all coming from these pests. It it create it allows the growth of uh, of a fungal mass called sooty mold, which is a black um, uh, fungus that grows on this sugary substance. That also creates a real problem. And for us as uh, suburbanites or or HOA um, community members, we, we have outdoor patios, we have decks, and when these insects are present, it, it really inhibits our ability to use the outdoors because they really make it uh, uncomfortable. So do you have some suggestions on how we can stop the spotted lanternfly from spreading even further? Well, there's uh, the Penn State and Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture are working very hard to uh, stop uh, the spread or at least slow the spread of this insect because its favorite um, host tree that it goes to is is uh, a another invasive that came from China back a um, uh, hundred years ago that named the tree of heaven. Mm -hmm. For some reason it appears that um, this um, spotted lanternfly prefers the tree of heaven for its for its reproduction. So there's a there's an effort underway to remove these tree of heaven trees from our from um, the geographic area where we're having uh, the spread occur. These are not landscape trees; these are wild trees that right. that aren't really a popular landscape tree. So they're working to remove them for um, for other landscape situations they are finding that are that are other trees like willows birches uh, sugar maple uh, silver maple red maple that are um, apparently popular to the spotted lanternfly and they become a uh, they become a target for these pests and if you have them in your yard you may want to in order to relieve yourself of the nuisance factor and the increasing numbers of these pests, you can do pesticide treatments. So even though the, the preferred target for these insects is the tree of heaven, if that plant doesn't exist or that tree doesn't exist in an area, they are going to attack something, I guess, second on their list or next. So it's not just a tree of heaven issue. No, it's not. They what what we found is we we can find it on red maples. Um, they will definitely go to. That's why there's 65 uh, different right. plants and trees and shrubs that they found it uh, seems to like. 
they will uh, go after other plants. The, the key though is that when reproduction time comes in the fall, they, they do go to look for the tree of heaven. And if they're missing or what they've created is these trap trees, which is our, our trees uh, that are, have had insecticide injected into them that exist up through the entire canopy. When they go and feed on that trap tree, then they are killed in that in that process. Okay. Um, I think we've heard the state and federal governments are, are uh, obviously looking at this too. What are they doing to contain the spotted lanternfly? They have uh, they 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 work on the uh, the edges of the infestation where where it's spreading to. Uh, recently, uh, there's been work done out in Dolphin County in uh, Harrisburg area, New Jersey. They're working hard at, because it's already in uh, the general vicinity of uh, the Philadelphia area and uh, Delaware Valley. There are efforts to control um, control them through specific uh, um, pesticide treatments to try to slow them down. Uh, but the federal government and the state uh, are continue to uh, have contractors do this work to try to uh, slow down the spread of it. Okay. How would a, a homeowner or a property manager go about looking for these? What, what should they be looking for to determine if they have an infestation? Well, it's important to know what the, these insects look like because they are uh, relatively different looking compared to other uh, insects you may be used to. It, it's important to go on a website either I would suggest Penn State uh, just search for spotted lanternfly or the uh, Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture they have lots of photographs that'll give you a good idea. Uh, it's, it's, it's worthy of uh, any property manager to have uh, their properties uh, inspected for the particular trees that that we're finding are of interest to the spotted lanternfly like the maples and uh, some of the birches and uh, that can be done by a any a certified uh, arborist that would knows how to identify trees and, and your company does that so if a, if a community or a manager finds that they do have an infestation or even if they're not sure they can call you and, and you can confirm it or uh, suggest uh, preventive measures, et cetera? Yes, that's exactly what we do. Uh, we, we started doing that last year. Uh, in the spring, we can go out and we can, we can actually find the egg masses on the trees. Uh, we can even do that during the winter months. Uh, removing the egg masses and destroying them is a, is a, is a good help in controlling the numbers, especially on a, on a given property or a, a HOA community, removing the egg masses helps a lot. It doesn't stop adults from flying in from other areas or from neighbor, neighboring properties, but you do release, uh, you do reduce the, uh, the chances of uh, large infestation. Okay. So let's talk cost for a minute in terms of um, either removing Age or, or spraying if it if it gets to that spraying pesticides uh, either uh, on a single tree or you know we're talking community associations here they have thousands of trees that potentially could need treatment so what does something like that cost well it it's a uh, it's a 
it's a key the key is understanding what trees are on the property yes they they may have a thousand trees but maybe there's only a hundred that that may be good targets for the spotted lanternfly it's not necessary to treat or spray all the trees on a property it's it's more important to target the ones that we have uh, a history now of knowing that that we can we can probably find them on the those so, so in, in regards to this is very different from treating for like mosquitoes you're not spraying acres and acres and acres you're going in and targeting specific trees right there's there's uh, uh, there's several different treatment options but it's it's definitely individual trees that are being done we're not doing blanket sprays aerial sprays uh, nothing like that it's it's targeting specific trees and um, making sure that we, we use the most environmentally safe products and, and techniques so that we don't, you know, we're not spraying pesticides all over the communities. Okay. So what's the long-term outlook for this? Um, is it going to continue to spread out across the country? That's a that's a question that that the researchers at Penn State and USDA are working on because they're they're working hard to try to get some natural predators. They've gone to China to look for what kind of pests, what kind of other insects attack this spotted lanternfly in its in its home environment, and bringing them over here to the U.S. to try to control that uh, this insect through natural means, through biological means, is, is, a, is a, uh, a goal. Uh, it, may not, it may not be enough. Chances are this will continue to spread um, in all directions. It may not be uh, tolerant of uh, winter temperatures further north, that's yet to be seen, but for sure it will continue to work uh, into the states where it already is and probably further south and west. So we've heard a lot recently in, in, you know, in the last maybe five or ten years or, or even longer about invasive pests. Um, this has happened before, whether it's an insect or it's a, a plant. Um, it sounds like it's happening more frequently though. Can we expect more of this kind of thing and why? Well, the problem is, again, our international trade, uh, everything from anywhere, any part of the world, it can be shipped to any other part of the world. And insects, a lot of these uh, insects are, are in wooden crates or uh, pallets that, that are used in shipping. And that's, the, that's how this, this is happening more and more often. We've had uh, episodes in the last 15 years of uh, emerald ash borer, uh, Asian longhorn beetle, and now spotted lanternfly, all from uh, Asia and all uh, brought on by the shipping international shipping it's it's difficult to control this because I'm sure some of the things we ship out are going to other countries and we're spreading some of our native insect pests or um, even uh, shipping trees uh, that that may be used in other countries that, that could be a problem for for them and it's a um, monitoring is is a, a technique but it, it they have inspectors at the docks and things like that but it really is is a, uh, a problem to um, to try to stop this type of thing from occurring the important thing is to is to when we find an, a new problem is to attack the problem as quickly as possible before it spreads too far 
the world's gotten a lot smaller in the last couple decades and you know a lot of good things a lot of good reasons for that but it sounds like there's also been unintended consequences so uh, obviously we need to be aware of these these kinds of things so Rick I want to thank you for joining me today for this conversation this is a lot of good information for our, our listeners and our members especially since our region is ground zero for this uh, this problem uh, if you'd like more information on services provided by the Davy Tree Expert Company, please check out their website at www.davy.com. That's D-A-V-E-Y.com. And you can also find their uh, local contact information on their site, or you can find it also in the CAI member directory. For more resources and best practices on managing, managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai-pa-delval.org. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>